Welcome to episode four of the Practice Power Play podcast, where we have a great treat for you today. We have the founding partner of Mayhan and Associates, Garland Mayhan Jr. Welcome, Garland. How are you today? I'm doing great, Chris. Glad to, glad to be here. Uh, this is my first opportunity to be on the podcast, so I'm looking forward to it. We have a podcast with the legend, ladies and gentlemen, so <laughs> <laughs> the the tax crusher himself, Garland Mahan. Uh, anyways, yeah, Garland, well, hey, thanks for hopping on today with us. Um, I think we have a significant event happening this this year. I think we had a debate, you know, last week, and, and we got a, a few days left before a big election day on November 3rd, so... I know that the, both candidates have two very distinct tax platforms that can affect uh, most doctors today significantly one way or the other. Um, so today we're going to be going over um, the proposed tax plans put forth by Biden and in contrast by Donald Trump to see how that would affect uh, doctors in today's tax environment and what it, how it would impact their bottom line with opportunities and potential challenges as well. So... Garland, what are, you, what are you thinking about this? What, do you, what are you seeing out there, and what do, you th- what do you see on the landscape via the tax code potential, potential changes? Well, I think there's quite a few uh, changes that's been proposed. Now, whether they're going to come to fruition, I don't know. Uh, but I can tell you Biden has put forth a lot of ideas, and, but they're lacking, it's lacking on detail. I can tell you that Biden's plan is projected by the Tax Foundation to raise over $4 trillion over the next 10 years. Uh, so he is really attacking uh, the taxes, if you will, by raising the taxes. That's how he's creating the additional revenue, where Trump's position is he wants to create revenue by growing the economy, growing jobs. So the two individuals are coming at this from two diverse uh, positions. So obviously, when you're coming at something from two diverse uh, positions, uh, your taxes or your what you're trying to accomplish is going to be quite different. Gotcha. So we got two very distinct uh, tax proposals on the table, uh, going at two different strategies, time-tested strategies, of course. Uh, in terms of how we generate revenues and, and fund our fund our federal government. So are we wasting our time looking at it right now, or do you think it's definitely worth, worth the review? I think it's worth the review, and here's why. You know, a lot of the things may not come to fruition uh, if Biden doesn't get elected. A lot of things may not come to fruition if Trump doesn't get elected. But what I can tell you by reviewing some of the major things today, it may help some of the constituents out there or the 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 electorate electorate, if you will, make a decision on who they want to vote for. Yeah, nothing nothing swings a vote like a dollar, right? Well, I, that, I wish I had said that. That's a great phrase. Well, again, we hear a lot about um, tax brackets and rates between, and how are the candidates differ? How do they ca- differ between the tax rates and effective tax rates? Well, that's a very good opening question because I think that's one of the most powerful differences between the two candidates. Uh, where Trump uh, in 2017 with the Jobs uh, Act, he created, he reduced the number of brackets and he enlarged the brackets 
to the point that, you know, it reduced the amount of taxes that you would pay. The top rate was 39.6. His now top rate is 30 is um, is 37 percent. But let me take this another step forward. Biden wants to come in and he wants to raise back up to 39.6 percent top bracket. Well, what we don't know, Chris, and this could be this is the scariest thing. You know, they say the devil is always in the details. Mm -hmm. Well, the details in this situation is what will Biden's brackets look like? Let me give you an example of that for a 24 percent bracket under our current system that that Trump passed or got passed in 2017 from 168,400 to 321,000 and change, you're in a 24% bracket. Well, just those dollars inside that bracket, you would be taxed and you would pay 36,700 and some odd dollars. But let's say Biden comes in and he compresses the bracket and that same bracket spectrum of 168 to 321,000 popped you into the 35% bracket, you would pay 53,500 and change. That's an increase of 16,836. So here's what we know with the brackets. We know that he wants to raise the top bracket, but what we don't know is how the brackets will compress or enlarge. Trump enlarged them. I, I really feel he's wanting to raise this money, he's going to compress the brackets. What that means is people will get in a higher bracket much quicker. Right. So that means that the, their effective tax bracket based on their income thresholds, he's basically compressing the tax brackets potentially, you know, and that's, that's how you raise revenues is you're going to get them faster to the top brackets. If you make, you know, a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300,000, You'll hit into those next thresholds faster, which effectively raise your your effective tax rate exactly. materially. That's exactly right. Now let's talk about long-term capital gains because this is the other big play that he's got right now. You have zero tax if you're married filing jointly. Everything I'm going to talk about is married filing jointly. Mm -hmm. If you have capital gains, long-term capital gains, I'm talking about of below seventy-eight thousand. You don't pay any long-term capital gains tax on it. And if it's between 78 and 488, you pay 15%. And if it's over 488, you pay 20%. Well, Biden wants to come in and he wants to just almost do away, period, with the, the, fifth, the, the zero, the 15, and start at the 20. This is for long-term. Mm -hmm. And let's take an example. Let's say you make over the the four hundred, and uh, let's let's say you make between the seventy eight and the four eighty eight. Well, currently that puts you in a fifteen percent bracket. Well, those dollars you would pay if you made that would be four hundred and ten thousand dollars of gain, long term capital gains. Then at fifteen percent, you'd pay sixty one thousand dollars. But let's say in Biden's plan, depending on your bracket, you would let's say it puts you in a 25 percent long term capital gains bracket. That would give you one hundred and two thousand dollars of tax. But here's a kicker for everybody. 
that makes over a million dollars. I believe that's right. Yeah, a million dollars. He wants you to pay ordinary rates. The top tax bracket of ordinary rates at 39.6%. In our example, you would go from current day 61,000 of tax to Biden's day of 162,400 of tax. That's well over $100,000. Not well over, but just a little over. That is a big, big change, Chris. So when you look at the regular tax brackets and the long-term capital gains brackets, there's a significant difference between the two candidates. Well, wow, that's that's interesting. That's good information, Garland. That means anybody in in any tax bracket based on their ordinary income, if they sell an investment property or have some long-term holdings in Netflix or or, or a stock, you know, they could make fifty grand a year, but have a hundred grand in 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 stock, you know, or or cap or assets if they sold them. That looking at a twenty thousand dollar tax bill versus a zero if they're in the you know the lower income rates. Right. And if you make more than a million dollars a year, that just essentially doubled your 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 tax. No question. More than doubled. Yeah. Slightly more than doubled. Exactly. Well, you're going from from if you add fifteen to fifty, or you could say twenty to twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doubled it. But yeah. Yes. You're exactly right. So that is a stark, stark difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's those carried interest boys on Wall Street shouldn't like that very much, but I guess we'll see how it plays out for them. All right, what about tax credits? You know, tax credits are a lot of times the things that a lot of tax planners don't review or take advantage of, and we've had, you know, at Mayhan and Associates a lot of success with, you know, tax credits and deductions. Um, what do you see coming down the pike with that? Well, I, I really see that this is where Biden, I think, is really if if you look at his plan, Chris, in any area that he's trying to stimulate our economy, I think he steps out here a little bit and, and does just that. For example, you know, right now our solar energy credit has kind of waned down, it's phased out. He wants to bring it back and then he wants to make it a permanent part of our tax system, and that's solar energy credits. He also wants to, and he's very vague on this, but he wants to have, he wants to expand and have something called new market credits. Now, Chris, if you turn around and ask me, you know, well, Garland, what is new market credits? I can't tell you what new market credits because he has really not expounded on what new market credits mean. However, I can tell you over on the Trump side, he wants to enact what's called made in America tax credits. And he wants to incentivize if 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 it's made in America and it used to be made in China, it's almost like uh, President Trump is taking direct aim on China in some of the rhetoric. Now, obviously, with the two candidates posturing right now, Trump seems to be very happy with you know, what his tax act of 1917, 1917, 2017 did. And Biden's the new kid on the block, the new president. So obviously he's got more things, you know, going on. But some of the other credits, uh, Biden is very child friendly. Right now we have uh, 3000 up to $3,000, depending on your bracket, uh, for one child, you can get a credit for child care, or for two children up to two, you can get six thousand. 
Biden really wants to increase that and make that up to 8,000 and 16,000 for childcare credits. But again, you know, these come with phase outs. And again, I have to say, the devil is in the details. And I don't know the exact details where this is going to phase in and out. Here's something interesting. Uh, Biden has what's called a first-time, first-down payment home purchasing credit that you can get a credit up to $15,000 for your on your down payment. Now, I don't know what the percentage is exactly. I don't think that's been published. If it has, I missed it. I'm sorry. But that is something to really incentivize, you know, new young people getting out and buying their first house and making a solid down payment you know, on that house. Um, he also, he also, Biden, wants to restore the full electrical vehicle tax credit. You know, that had phased out. There were a certain number of vehicles, and I think if 755,000 electric vehicles, if you were one of the first to buy, you got this big credit. Well, we've met that threshold, and that's pretty much phased down quite a bit. He wants to bring that back. However, he puts this caveat in, Chris, that he wants to target the middle class. Uh, so th that's by and large a lot of a lot of the new stuff uh, on tax credits. Maybe on those electric electric vehicle credits, um, they'll bring Tesla back. I had a client call me and ask if he could get a credit on Tesla, and they had a limit on how many models would be applying for the credit. So I tell them you can't right. you can't have a Tesla in 2020, but you can get a Chevy Bolt. They didn't seem as happy about the Bolt as they did the Tesla, but <laughs> hey, you know. Well, well, that's 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 possible. I understand that. I understand that. Well, what about Social Security? You seeing any major changes come in in Social Security, Garland? I don't know how major this is, but I can tell you, Biden has mentioned he wants to shore up Social Security, where. Trump really hasn't talked about it. Trump's plan, I believe, is raising the age limit before you can start drawing Social Security. Where Biden has come in right now on Social Security, we pay 12.4%. Uh, the employee pays uh, 6.2%. The employer matches with 6.2% for a total of 12.4%. Well, Biden wants to add a second tier to that. He wants to raise it all the way up to, well, excuse me, he, right now this year, the cap is $137,000. Mm -hmm. So on $137,000, you pay the 6.2, the 6.2 match for the total of 12.4. Biden wants there to be a gap. Then anybody that makes above $400,000, the Social Security kicks back in again for them. Wow. That's the that's the way he wants to shore it up. So there's a big gap between 137 and 400. I can tell you at reading and looking at some of his proposals, he has the idea that 350 to 400 is the upper middle to high income level. And I looked that up. I looked that up. And I don't know if individuals know that, know this. But if you make $380,000, you're considered in the top 1% of wow. all wage earners. And I also looked up how many people make, on average, a million dollars a year. There are approximately a little over 236,000 people that, on average, make above a million dollars. 
So I guess congratulations to them. And I know you didn't ask that question. That was just a little side tidbit. But when in reading Biden's plan, I thought, hmm, wonder how many is going to really get hit by some of the things that he's proposing. It's a quarter million people. Uh, well, that's a pretty significant tax increase. Uh, you know, I, at 12.4, you know, or, or and I'm sure it'll be the same exact, you know, side on self-employment taxes. If you make more than that, that 400, uh, that's going to be a target for a lot of people to keep their income levels at, you know. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Gotcha. How about estate taxes? I know that, you know, the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act and some prior legislation have really almost all but eliminated estate taxes in a lot of places, federal for that matter. Uh, what Typically, historically, uh, Democratic sides of the ticket look at that as kind of free money, right? There you go. So. Right. Yeah, they they have. They really have. And and I think Biden is a little bit vague on this. Uh, Right now we have, I think, an exclusion per individual of five point four million dollars and change. I don't know the exact number because it gets indexed with inflation every year. But Biden wants to pull that back down. Uh, The top tax bracket uh, is forty five percent. Uh, no, 40%. He wants to move it to 45%, and I'm talking about for estates now. And he wants to reduce down the exemption to 3.5. But he's not re- – That's I don't think that's a part of his platform. He's just talked about that in some speeches. But I think everybody looks, everybody being on Biden's side uh, of his platform, looks at that as an opportunity to get additional tax dollars. Gotcha. What other proposals are out there between the two? Oh, gosh. Uh, Trump is wanting to reduce. Right now, we have a corporate rate of 21%. Mm-hmm. Trump is wanting to re- reduce that down to 20, where Biden is wanting to increase that up to 28. Now, what does that eight percentage points mean? Well, it could mean if a employer decides to bring jobs back to the United States. Now, I can tell you that um, in certain corporate markets that suddenly essential like pharmaceuticals and robotics, and it's re- that's really hitting China hard. He's, he's uh, in, his, in his manifesto that came up. Everybody can have a manifesto, just not Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders. But in his act, He's talking about 100% expensing for everything. There's no capitalization. Expensing for everything. And I thought that I thought that was interesting. Interesting. And also, if you take your company, this is under Trump now, if you take your company out of the United States, when you sell your goods back, they will automatically be hit with a tariff. So you will be penalized. In, in, in that vein, uh, something else that uh, kind of concerns me is that Biden uh, wants to normalize retirement. He wants to equalize retirement. He sa- he's saying that the upper income or the owners are putting away proportionally more money than uh, the rank and file employees. And he wants to equalize the defined contribution plans uh, and, and to make it easier for them to participate at a higher level. Now, how he's going to do that, 
I don't know. I can tell you from our own experiences here at Mayhan Associates, there is a lot more individuals that have retirement plans than might have retirement plans because it does favor the owners. But however, if it didn't favor the owners, they may just go ahead and do something after tax. Well, if they did something after tax, guess what, Chris? The employees aren't going to get any kind of contribution from the employer. They'll just do it on their own uh, a, a different way and maybe an unqualified situation through an insurance contract uh, or, or something of the nature. But Biden has been very vague um, uh, on, on this, on how he wants to equalize the retirement. Oh, here's something else. Back before the uh, Trump Act of 2017, we used to have a phase out on itemized deductions. Mm -hmm. uh, Biden wants to bring that back. He wants to bring back the phase out of itemized deductions based on adjusted gross income. I found that to be I found that to be very interesting. Well, that essentially is, uh, kicking back in. I know that a lot of the teeth of AMT got pulled on the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. I'm assuming that's one way to come back and normalize or, or phase out you know, some of those deductions. Is that a way to do it? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, obviously, there wasn't that kind of rhetoric explaining that this was behind it, but I, I think you very well could be right. But I think, as I said at the beginning, as you see, there's, there's a, a big emphasis on the Biden-Harris, I believe, is his running mate, correct? There's a big emphasis on increasing and raising additional tax revenue and from just purely raising taxes, not incentivizing, where Trump's plan seems to me to be more of we're going to get more taxes by incentivizing and growing America. So to me, that is my big takeaway. One is one side, the Democratic side, they want to raise taxes. And the Republican side, they want to encourage business uh, so as to help stimulate the economy and have more, uh, have a greater, a larger tax base, thereby having more tax. So those are the two different ways, as I said at the beginning, that I feel they are going to approach or they are approaching um, their tax strategies. You know, I wanted to that's always been the age old question. What stimulates more tax revenues, lower taxes or higher taxes? It's interesting that, you know, the U.S. Treasury, just for reference, in 2014 collected three point oh two trillion, 2015, three point two five trillion. 2016, 3.27, 2017, 3.32, and it's gone up every year. And the estimated um, 2020 is 3.71 trillion dollars. So you take, you know, that's that's a pretty significant double-digit increase in percentage of tax revenues that have been created under the current tax code versus the prior administration. Um, right. It's, right. a, it's interesting to see how those revenues come through. And, you know, like you said, the devil's in the details. Typically, you know, it's not pulling a fire alarm saying everybody's, you know, your rates are going up 2.6%, your brackets are getting contracted or um, or, or, or compressed. Um, 
it all comes into what strategies there there are always probably almost equal and opposite strategies that are in that code too so it just comes, oh sure this comes down oh, to yeah. time planning and utilizing things like those credits those credits whether what you know the new market credits i would assume that's going to be in a lot of green energy you know and infrastructure investments that you know they're going to basically because those credits are how the government indirectly utilizes the populace to subsidize their initiatives right correct correct yes it, it, it is very interesting you know in reading and studying up uh, on the two different tax tax plans and how different individuals can can go at it in just such a different diverse way and I think your point that you brought up regarding the increase in taxes which I think is due to an increase in tax base I don't think raising taxes is our problem here in the United States it's called the old age thing called budget we have a hard time controlling spending Mm -hmm. our spending is out of control now obviously during this COVID-19 time this is a special time that I've never experienced uh, nobody's ever experienced unless you're real real old maybe not even think that old but I think I think if we could have and, and if they could talk more about how they're going to curb spending now I could get excited about that because then I really think we would be going in a positive direction yeah I think it may have been uh, our boy Clinton uh, last one to balance the budget, you know, and I think that's something that a lot of people have, have talked about and said they were going to do and have not yet done. I had a very close friend of mine text me today and said, you know, how long would it take us to pay back $2.2 trillion? I'm assuming he's looking at proposed stimulus packages that are going through Congress right now. And I was like, well, the government collects about $3.5 trillion annually. I said, but they spend more than that. So, <laughs> you know. Right, right, exactly. They not only do they have to balance the budget, but they've got to get they've got to get rid of the annual deficit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't pay back on the debt until you get rid of the annual deficit. You're just building. So, but I, I, yeah, that's just economics. That's a whole anyway. other podcast. <laughs> All right, Garland. Well, that's some really good stuff. So basically, oh, let me ask you. Um, I know that you know Trump. You mentioned the American tax credits taking the corporate tax rate even down another point. And a penalty or tariffs on moving, you know, manufacturing or, or businesses out of the country and bringing it back in. Um, I know that he's looking at making permanent the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act because they're set to expire. Is that correct? That's correct. I believe that different different parts of it have different expiration dates, mm-hmm. but I think the big date is 2025. Gotcha, gotcha. So I know he wants to make those permanent, and then you know, just to summarize, you know, it looks like Biden's plan would take the the highest tax bracket from 37 to 39.6 back to where it was, but also right. looking at some bracket shift. That's really how you play with the numbers is really moving those sh- the brackets, right? Oh, without question. I mean, you're, you're talking 2.6% raising of a, of a rate, but that's not where the devil in the details again, I know I've said it multiple times, but it's so true. It's how they handle the brackets. If they compress them, if they enlarge them, if they leave them the same, if they leave them the same, that's not going to be a huge deal. But I just don't think that would be in their game plan. However, they don't want to really talk about that because then people can start calculating, well, hey, it's going to cost me another $16,000 a year 
or whatever the case may be based on your bracket or how you may fall into a new bracket. Yeah, that can be material. You know, the big, the thing that, you know, gives me the most pause or, you know, constructive anxiety, I guess would be a good word, was when you mentioned that, you know, capital gains, if you make more than a million dollars, your capital gains will be taxed at your ordinary tax rate. The, most of the real estate and a lot of assets in this country are held by people that make more than a million dollars. And that could freeze a lot of things because they will wait eight years before paying 40% tax. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't really, I, I know we all have our own philosophies, but I can't help but think that other than the coronavirus happening, our economy was very robust and growing. I fear that this will make it slow down quite a bit. I, I don't see any other way that it just wouldn't have to slow down. And a lot of it has to do with the capital gains rate. For example, a lot of our clients own their own building. Mm -hmm. Well, they're going to they're going to they're going to be cautious about selling because in that year they sell, it could very well put them well over a million dollars. Well, when that happens, then now they're, they're going to be taxed at significantly more, could be taxed at significantly more. And here's something, here's something that I failed to mention. Uh, he wants to do away with the 1031 transfers. So let's say you sold the building and you were in a very negative uh, long-term capital gains situation. You say, well, you know, with the people that's in power in Washington, I don't want to recognize my taxes now because I will get I'll get killed. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to kick the can and find some other property and do a 1031 exchange. Well, it's a it, you really get cut because both sides of the sword are now sharp. Capital gains is way up, but yet you can't even do a 1031 exchange. I, I failed to mention that. That is a part of his proposal as well. He wants to do away with 1031 exchanges. Oh, man, I love the 1031s. <laughs> well, man, Garland, that's great information. you have any any other tidbits you'd like to share with us on this one, or or what do you think? I, You know, I really can't, I really can't uh, think of anything I would add to the long-term capital gains. You know, with, with qualified dividends, uh, you know, it's taxed right now at long-term capital gains rates. And so the qualified dividends that people earn, uh, will will um, will also be taxed uh, at a higher level, and I could tell you, the majority of the people that make over the million dollars in the United States, they don't make it from W two wages. Typically, they typically make it from capital gains, mm -hmm. interest, and dividend income. Right. And Biden's Biden's act will definitely take a cut there. And, you know, he's trying to raise money. Now, he doesn't say what he's raising money for. And I wouldn't think it's, you know, he's going to all go on the debt. I'm sure there's projects that, you know, that they have in play or they, they would like to put in play. Yeah. But that's another thing to consider. It also will affect your capital, your ordinary dividends and uh, uh, interest potentially. Well, Garland, as always, I truly appreciate your tax insight and, you know, you, you're always one to dig deep into the code and into the numbers so you can plan. And uh, I know you helped a lot of people save a lot of money. I know that uh, as we get further into the election, a lot of the tax policies will become even more clear. Uh, 
and strategies will be most important between 2020 and 2021 if there is a change in administration. So I believe you're having a tax seminar or a tax uh, uh, webinar podcast in November. Is that correct? Yes, we are. I think it's the... I can't remember the exact date, Chris. You may be able to help me here, but I do. We are having one, and typically we've done this for eight or nine years in a row, and we've always had tax dinners in various cities. Well, due to the COVID-19, we're doing a live podcast. I think you'll be joining me on that as well. So I'm really excited about this. This is where, because it's after the election, we always wait till after the election because we have a lot more clarity then. And we can we can not only tell you what's going to change, but some of the things that we can possibly do to help mitigate taxes. Awesome. Well, we'll keep everybody posted as to when uh, the specific dates and times are for that for that session, because it's always packed with a lot of saving and strategy opportunities. So, again, Garland, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, hope you have a, a great weekend and uh, man, we'll talk to you soon. OK. All right. Thanks for having me, Chris. Thanks, buddy.